0: This is Wrestling for the Faith. Wrestling for the Faith.
1: Hello everyone. Welcome to Wrestling for the Faith. I'm Casey. And I am Chad. All right, good. We're Chad today. <laughs> oh man.
0: Well, what <laughs> go ahead. No, man, what a uh oof. Well, it's been an eventful week. We've been rolling, you've been rolling into the uh Kingdom Gathering services there in McDonald, Tennessee, man. So I'm I'm excited to hear a little bit about that. We got a praise report for a man uh you had mentioned about his healing. Uh, I got a chance to preach at mom's church, you know, preaching on spiritual hunger and just got it, you know, it's it's really cool, man, to preach to, you know, her her congregation is victory on the front line in Lexington, North Carolina. It's a lot of it's an older church. There's a lot a more older crowd, not much youth. And the, the the youth that there is is younger kids. So mm. they kind of take them off and do the, you know, do the children's ministry with him. But it's really, it's always been really funny to me because, you know, you and I laugh and talk about how God uses two brothers like us. And here I am covered in tattoos and I don't go in in a suit, man. I don't, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a suit church, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't go in in a suit. I'm in a nice shirt, pair of jeans and I'm tattooed up. I don't look like your normal um, pastor standing behind the pulpit. But it's always cool after you after I get done preaching. It just shows the power of God, how good He is. When I mean these, I've had you know I got seventy year old men coming up to me and just uh, speaking life into me and just talking to me, dude. And and it's always an affirmation from from God just to let me know, hey, you're in the right path, Chad. So yeah. it went really well, man. I spoke on spiritual hunger, Matthew five six, and spoke on Luke chapter 10 about distractions in our life. And man, it was just a great weekend rolling out of, uh, you know, last weekend, well, it was May 15th. So we're moving forward now, but, uh, I'm, I'm excited to hear about the kingdom family gatherings. Uh, so give that praise report.
1: Well, well so, uh, you know, we did the global wrestling ministries event Saturday night. Um, and you know, we had, uh, we had one guy, come forward and, and give his life to Jesus and we had a couple of more come up for prayer for, you know, different situations. And then, uh, I turn around and, and I was about to close out, uh, the, the worship portion of the show and then get back into the matches. And, uh, I turn around and there's this man standing there and he's grinning ear to ear, man. And, uh, he, he's just jittery. And he said, Hey, you remember me? I said, yes, sir. He said, you, you remember y'all prayed for me at the last show? And I said, yes, sir. And he said, well, I'm here with a report from my doctors, and my cancer is gone. Yeah, come on. Wow! Hallelujah. Man. And, and uh, man, it's just, a, just an awesome testimony of, of the amazing God that we serve. Um, he still heals. He still delivers. Yeah. You know he's he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Um, man, it's just it's such an amazing. But you know, and this man uh, has showed up at the revival this week. You know, yeah. so uh, And and you know, I I had him. I said, hey, uh, you know, since you're here, why don't you share that testimony that you shared uh, Saturday night? And yeah. you know, he's still smiling ear to ear, letting everybody know. You know, he said, God still got a purpose for me.
0: And yeah, dude. So it's where that, where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. We've talked about that man, and just how you, you see, you see, you listen to testimonies like that about men and women being healed, children being healed. I mean, chains being broken, addictions being broken and just dude, it is, it's God's goodness. He's the same today, yesterday, tomorrow never changes. His love never fails, bro. And it's just that, um, I, I think of that song. I, what is did I speak the name of Jesus? I can't remember mm-hmm. the exact worship singer, but it's just uh, that powerful name, bro. Uh, I can't remember her name. What is it? that's that powerful name of Jesus, bro. That you know, ah, dude, it's just I, when you told me that, I I had tears come to my eyes and just thinking of his goodness. And he's already, I mean, he showed off between the stories you're telling, the stories I'm I'm telling you this week. He's already showing off and letting us know that coming out of man camp, we got this word from a few gentlemen who really didn't even know us, uh, speaking into us about youth ministry and all these other past couple weeks in our lives, man. It's just been amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it it definitely is, man. And, And just what, what the Lord is doing and the vision that he continues to unfold and to, uh, to, to lead us into, um, you know, you talked about uh, preaching on Matthew five, six, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's something that I kind of, kind of been into, uh, just, just in my thoughts, uh, because, you know, like we said about, about coming out to, uh, the kingdom family gatherings at that building there in McDonald, there's, there's no air conditioning. Uh, you know, we've got, we've got a big, fan that you know we blow try to get some air circulating in there and have the doors open you know and try to, try to get something in there for a little bit but then you know that uh, uh, one of those big industrial fans so to hear anything once once we start uh, uh doing the the preaching and teaching you know we got to shut that thing off so um uh, you know it, it's not been unbearable but uh you know this is a place where You've got to be hungry and thirsty for God, mm-hmm. you know, yes, you're not your normal um, hey, let me come and sit on a nice pew or a nice chair and be comfortable in my air conditioning or in my heat um, church member is 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 not going to uh, is not going to just go out of their way to come to this thing. So, you know, no. this is, this is for some, this is for people who are hungry. And and I thank God for those who have been coming and those uh, who will come, but I mean, it's just uh, to, to know the hunger
0: yeah.
1: of people. That's what it's all about. And God is doing something great. Um in, in our lives and in, in the lives of many others, he's setting things up, man. That's just, uh, I'm just looking into the future and I'm just thinking, man, this is going to be awesome.
0: Dude, when we started speaking and praying in the revival months ago, we started talking about tasting and seeing, um, I think of these old revivals, like the Azusa street, we talked about, I think of the the Pensacola and the stories of, you know, I've heard from a buddy of mine, Scott Volk and Dr. Brown and and other men who went to this revival of, um, these men and women, everybody standing in this hot Pensacola sun from 7. AM till they open up the doors at 5 Mm PM. So when you talk about this, you know, there's no air conditioning, there's no heat, you know, they're going to come because they're hungry uh, there's nothing that we pray for in revival it says, Lord, bring revival, but please make this comfortable for people. You know, exactly. I think about the sermon on the Mount where I, I preached Matthew five, six, you know, blessed are they who hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be satisfied. Mm-hmm. These men and women who came to this sermon on the Mount, I'm pretty sure that the conditions weren't always, uh, you know, amazing. It might've been some rain. There probably was heat. There probably was dust. I mean, we're thinking about this, this, this area, you know, of, 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 I believe Jerusalem or Israel, wherever this um, area is, I'm not too good with geography or whatever, bro. But anyway, you know, those who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be satisfied. You know, we don't, we know the conditions aren't always going to be amazing. So I think of, my grandfather back in the the fifties and sixties that preached in tent revivals, you know, these men would come in in these three piece suits brother in the middle of summer, sweating to death. Mm -hmm. But to be satisfied, we know we have to go to the feet of Jesus you know, conditions aren't always going to be, uh, amazing. I, I think of those being persecuted who in China who are having to hide in basements with one page of the Bible or those in Afghanistan who are having to, uh, you know, hide, um, but they're hungry and they want to be satisfied and they know what they have to do to be satisfied, brother. So when we, we talk about revival, we talk about kingdom family gathering. Uh, we got a leak in the roof as you talked about, uh, you know, we're doing a youth retreat in the middle of July out in the hot summer of Tennessee, uh, mosquitoes and snakes and Lord knows what else is going to come by us. But we, we have these kids that we already, I believe you said this morning, (laughs) there's 10 as of now, when this hits that signed up thus far, yeah, they're hungry. They're hungry, bro. And I believe that what we got going on and you and I are getting so much confirmation, you, myself and Jason, that what we are doing uh, is going in the right path just because of the things that's lined up. The the hearts that have reached out and for prayer and forgiving and just, bro, it's just
1: amazing to see the hunger. It it has been amazing. And, and you talked about the giving. Uh, we want to mention that. And we want to shout out, we can't shout out every one of them, but, but, you know, as a whole, all of you who have given and are still giving uh, to this youth camp, um, you know, God has stirred your heart and, and told you to give toward this and it, the, the outpouring of support that we have got in just the week or two that we have advertised it, uh, you know, or, or, you know, publicly went with it. Um, it is totally amazing. And we, we really, really thank everybody for your support. It's, it began with a vision at man camp, dude. Yeah, and and sure. I mean, it's just like, okay, we got to go with this. We don't know how we're going to go with this. We don't know exactly what we're going to do, what it's going to look like, uh, how we're going to pay for it. The only thing that we knew just a couple of days in after we talked about it was that we wanted to make this free for the kids. Mm -hmm. And I know there's youth camps out there that, you know, uh, my kids go to one – And luckily churches raise money to, to help pay for it. But I mean, it's like $300 a kid, you know? Um, and, and I understand, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with it because I mean, there's, there's a lot that goes into these things, you know, food and, and, and paying for the, the, the property or, you know, whatever. Um, so I totally understand it, but it was just on our hearts that this youth retreat was supposed to be free. Uh, and, and so the outpouring of, uh, support that people have given, um, into it is just amazing and and it's, it's taken care of itself. So it's just, uh, you know, I mentioned a little while ago, um, the Lord told me a couple of weeks ago, just let me show you my faithfulness. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. On, dude. It's, and, and dude, when you step into that, man, when you truly just sit back, and go, all right, father, uh, let me hear your voice. Show me your faithfulness. Cause I know you're good. We, we, I mean, constantly were reminded of that at man camp where Nikito would just tell us just to, okay, ask Papa what he wants you to do. And there would be a moment of silence and however long it took, we don't rush the voice of the spirit dude. But when we learn to sit in that and learn, Um, and ask God, teach me your ways, dude, Mm -hmm. we just say, okay, show me your goodness. And he will, man, like he's, he's, ah, man, I hear so many stories of men and women of God who have went from six figure jobs to making uh, a third or whatever of what they used to make, but they never changed their lifestyle. They, they continue to, um, they're able to pay their mortgage, you know, take care of their family, put their children through school. Uh, you know, a blessing happened to me. Um, gosh, a little over a week ago, I was talking to you and I get a chance in December to go to India with yeah. Dr. Brown. And I didn't know how I was going to pay for this, bro. I mean, this was a pretty expensive trip that I was like, okay, well, Lord, you know, if, if this is what I'm supposed to do, please take care of it. And lo and behold, I mean, um, you know, dude, my complete trip is, is funded because two men, um, that I go to church with stepped in and took care of it for me. And I'm just like, dude, that's God's goodness. When you know you're walking in his ways and and dude, every day you and I talk about it, we struggle. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's times where I'm going to, we'll slip up and fall, but I mean, the goodness about God is, you know, we've said it a thousand times. He's not that man up there slamming that gavel down and saying, no, you screwed up. You know this today you're out. Nope. He's saying, Bro. I got your back, Chad. I got your back, Casey, whoever's listening to this. It's just his goodness. It's, it's saying, teach me your ways. And, and, and I know you love me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You, you lean into him. It says, yeah. That, you know, the Bible says, um, says for us to seek him says for us to draw near to him. James says, draw yeah. near to him. and He will draw near to us. So, you know, it don't don't mean that we'll never have a a mess up again, but he's always there to to pick us up and and uh, and to to pull us back where we need to be. And like you said, show us his goodness, show us his faithfulness. And uh, so many people out there need to hear that, man, because so many have been beat down by religion uh, that, you know, it, it's just, they feel like they've messed up and now they can never go back to God. That old Adam and Eve thing, you know, when they sinned, they went and hid themselves uh, from God. They ran and, and, you know, it's just, so many people are doing that today, and, and that's not what he wants. He wants them to, he wants them to run to him so that he can pick them up, dust them off, and and set them back on track. It's just yeah. like we talk about David. David, the only man in the Word of God that is called a man after <laughs> God's own heart. And the reason is he lived a lifestyle of repentance. He yep. didn't just lay down in his sin and, and say, well, I'm just going to live here forever. You know, he, right. he, he repented and moved forward. He, he messed <laughs> up uh, murder, adultery, and all this other stuff. He messed up, uh, but he repented and moved forward. And yeah, that's that's the way we all need to be.
0: Dude, I think about Judas. And you mentioned David. David was a man who adultery, murder, all kinds of other stuff, but he was constantly after God's heart. He repented. And I heard a story, you know, how, okay, so Jesus is hanging on the cross and he says, Father, forgive them for they know not what to do. He's already asking the Lord to forgive these men if they'll later on repent. And I would like to think that some of them probably did. Mm -hmm. And I think of Judas who betrayed Christ and instead of repenting, because he, he could have, if we think about that, he really could have fell to his knees and said, Father, I've messed up, please forgive me but he didn't he chose to to live in shame and guilt and the enemy got him and he committed suicide right Mm -hmm. and uh it's funny we bring it up because i'm i've been reading psalm 86 and it's a prayer of david but i'm going to read real quick psalm 86 11 through 13 out of the passion translation um so as casey says don't crucify me (laughs) but uh it says teach me more about you how you work and how you move so that I can walk onward in your truth. until everything within me brings honor to your name with all my heart and passion. I will thank you. My God, I will glorify your, or I'm sorry. I will glory. I will give glory to your name always and forever. You love me so much and you have placed your greatness upon me. And right here, you rescue me from the deepest place of darkness and you have delivered me from a certain death. And so David is crying out to God. We can see all through Psalms, how he cries out to God. And he's saying, you know, Uh, teach me your ways so that I can walk onward in your truth and that everything I do within me brings glory to your name. I mean, that's just a man pouring out his heart constantly. You know, there's days I wake up and uh, I have a great day, but there's days I wake up when I fall, when I say, God, teach me your ways. Let everything that I say, let everything that I do bring glory to your name. So just to think that we serve a a Papa, a father that, man, we can (laughs) just fall down, go to the feet of Jesus and, and say, I need your help. I need you to show me your truth so that everything I do glorifies your name. Everything I say glorifies your name, bro. And that's, I mean, that's just an amazing love that he, he bestows upon us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. One thing that I've been, uh, sitting in is, uh, you know, talking about, um, I, I read, let's see, Sunday and Monday, uh, the Lord just laid it on me that we 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 have a choice, and it's a, it's an amazing choice. So, just to read here, uh, Isaiah fifty three. But he was wounded for our transgressions; he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to slaughter, and as a sheep before its shearers is silent. So he opened not his mouth. Um, that's what Jesus did. Then over in Revelation chapter 20. Yeah. Uh, talking about the great white throne judgment beginning at verse 11. It says, then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was no place found for them. And I saw the dead small and great standing before God and the books were open and another book was open, which is the book of life and the dead were judged according to their works I was reading, uh, I think it was Sunday morning, I was reading uh, Revelation chapter 20, and it really hit me how these, at this great white throne judgment, we can get into that in just a second, uh, they were judged according to their works. And then the Lord connected Isaiah 53 with me, and I just started thinking about what Jesus did for us. He he came to this earth, lived as a man, lived a perfect life and went uh, to the cross as our perfect spotless lamb. Uh, He was our sacrifice. He died for us, buried, rose again three days later. But, you know. Now we have the choice and and we're talking about the goodness of God. We're talking about how he, he pulls us back up when we, when we mess up and so many condemn themselves and say, Oh, I've messed up. God's done with me. He don't want anything to do with me anymore. That's not the case. This is, this is the truth right here that you need to grab a hold of because this is what helps you get up when you mess up. This is what helps you run to the father instead of away from the father. You, you have the choice to either be judged by your own works or <laughs> you can be judged by his works. Sure, and sure. Man, that's just a, that's a powerful revelation that people need to grab a hold of because as a kid, when I would, when I would read this and I would look at this great white throne judgment in revelation, and it was even taught. The, this way when I was growing up, uh, that, that we will all stand before God at this great white throne judgment, and we will give an account for each and everything that we've ever done. And so it makes the person who is saved believe that, wait a minute, even though I'm saved, I'm still going to have to stand before God and give account for all of this, and I'll be judged according to my works. So it gives the person who's saved the idea that, well, even though I think I'm saved, I still might not be getting in. But that's not the truth. (laughs) Believers won't be at this great white throne judgment. That's for sinners. We'll be at the judgment seat of Christ. So this is this is, uh, you know, we have the choice not to be at this judgment and be judged by Our own works. No, we put our faith and trust in Jesus right now on this side of death and we will be judged by his works. So uh, he paid it all. So we're, we're no longer going back to our identity talk that we've talked about for months and months. We are not judged according to our works. We're judged according to his works. What he has done, it is finished. And now the father looks at us, even when we have messed up, looks at us as perfect and
0: spotless, just like he looks at Jesus. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And last night I was you, you talking about that, that uh, great white throne there. And last time I was led to Malachi three in it um, there in verse 16 through roughly 17. It talks about the book of remembrance. Uh, and it says, then those who feared the Lord spoke with one another and the Lord paid attention and heard them. And a book of remembrance was written before him of those who feared the Lord and esteemed his name. And it says they shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts. In the day when I make up my treasured possessions, and I will spare them as a man spares his son who serves him, he's, he's saying already. Uh, it, it, this is the Old Testament, right? The, in the Old Testament that um, we are his uh, his jewels, his treasured possession, man. And mm-hmm. that book of remembrance. I just as I was reading it, it may have some different interpretations, but I just think of it: those who are fearing the Lord, um, living for the Lord remembering what Jesus did for them and and not taking it for granted. Like we're in that book of remembrance, as you said, like we're going to already be in that book. You know what I mean? We're already going to be there uh, in the presence of the Lord. We're not not going to have to worry about being judged for what we did here on earth. Um, You know, we're fearing the Lord, living for the Lord and, and just living in remembrance of what Jesus did for us, man. And that's just, I don't know, bro. It's like, I don't want to say we have a free ticket. Because obviously we, we can't just say Jesus is our savior and go living, continuing to live in sin, you know, but we, you know, Jesus paid that price for us, bro. It talks about it there. And the, at the end of first Peter as well, basically uh, sums up Isaiah 53, of what you just read. And he talks about that, that he bore our sins. He took our guilt and our shame. He was reviled. He didn't in return curse them. Who was cursing him? He said, father, well, as I mentioned in ago, father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Uh, do just to know what, what Christ went through for us.
1: Yeah. Well, and and, you know, I talked about this earlier in the week in, in one of the gatherings, I really believe that if a person has truly tasted the grace of God, they will never look at it as a license to sin. If you have truly tasted the grace of God, uh, you will have times that you mess up. Uh, you will have times that you sin, but it's never. Oh, let me just willfully and continually uh, live in this lifestyle of sin because I'm under grace. I'm good to go. That's not. Right. That's not the. That's not the. The. That's not the mindset of the true born again believer. There's a lot sure. of people out there who've said a prayer and they think they're saved, but. They're not truly saved, and they think, oh, well, I can live how—man, my story, from 14 to 26, like I've always said, lived like hell and thought I was going to heaven. Uh, But the Lord revealed to me that I was never truly born again because I never truly desired to become that new creation. That Holy Spirit was not constantly tugging at me when I was living out in sin. It was— it was, I said a prayer. I repeated a prayer. I got water baptized. I got put on a on a member's role at a church and and thought I was good to go. But that is not mm. salvation. Salvation, when when you're truly saved, you have the witness of the Holy Spirit living in you. And when you're on, when you're going down the wrong track, it don't matter if it's a wrong thought, a wrong word, or a lifestyle of drugs and alcohol, he is he is pulling you and pulling you and pulling you back to the Father. So it's there's a big difference in just repeating a prayer and and truly being born again. And those who are truly born again, uh, you don't want to sin. You don't want, Mm. Paul says in Romans chapter 7, he's talking about having that struggle. And he said, this thing that I'm doing that I don't want to do, I hate it. You know, so you will hate sin. You will not look Mm -hmm. at grace as a license to just live however you want to and and think you're good to go. That's not that. And, and honestly, that's the mark of a true born again believer.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, dude. And when I, I mean, I was saved at 17 and I will say that into my twenties and early thirties, when I was, not living the way I was supposed to, there was still this part of me that hated what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And I always had this, and I spoke about this when I preached at my mom's church, I had this constant voice and, and I knew it was God telling me this is not right, but I was so in gripped, so gripped by you know, the ways of the world Satan had this grip on me with drugs and all these other things that were just enticing me and they had a grip on me. So, you know, you're, if you're listening to this right now and you're gripped with pill problems or booze problems, but you're feeling that conviction from the Holy spirit, just know it's not, you're not being condemned because there's no condemnation in Jesus Christ. We've said that many times. So that conviction, like uh, let that walk closer to that voice, you know, walk closer to the voice of the father because that can continue, that can start to change your life. So now I see the difference in my life of being uh, fully submitted to the Lord. And dude, I sent you a video this morning through Instagram that, um, gosh, where's it at? That uh, Nikita, I believe Jason yeah. had sent out, but it was a comedian. Um, I'm trying to pull it up give me a moment. I'm not going to listen to it. But Michael Jr., he's a Christian comedian. Mm-hmm. Dude, this video had me in tears and it made me think about this. He 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 had everybody watch this video of his daughter. She was like two and a half minutes old, just screaming bloody murder because the doctors were all around her. And dude, it was so powerful because he <clears throat> he when he started to talk to his daughter, she instantly stopped crying. And he grabbed her hand and he said, "I love you," and her eyes opened up. Yeah, and I was like, "Bro, this is. I mean, that's so." <laughs> So just it painted a picture for me all those times that I was trapped in booze and trapped in pornography and all these other things. And you're listening right now and you're trapped in whatever you're going through. Just listen for the father's voice because the world's drowning it out. You know, I preached on Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through 42 of Martha and Mary, where Martha was distracted by many things. Yes, she was serving the Lord, but she was so distracted by serving the Lord that she forgot to just go sit at his feet like Mary and listen to his voice, to Jesus' voice, man. And that video this morning, dude, it had me weeping because I was like, man, there's so many times in life that I allowed these distractions to drown out my father's voice, dude. And it was enlightening to me. And I just wanted to speak that into somebody through this podcast that just listen to his voice. If mm-hmm. you hear this, I have more for you, whoever, whatever your name is. That's Papa speaking to you. That's Papa saying, open your eyes, keep your eyes on me, don't let the world drown it out, because there's only one way to happiness. There's only one way to satisfaction and fulfilling and satisfying that hunger. And it's just sitting at at, at our father's feet, man, and just allowing him to lead you and guide you and love you and know that he's your good, good father. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Man, <laughs> after after our experience at Man Camp, I cannot be. Uh, enough of an advocate for getting rid of distractions and going and and spending time alone with the Lord. Um, It is just an amazing experience and something that I have made the decision that I'm adding into my normal routine uh you know, getting rid of the phone, getting yep. rid of the TVs, everything going out. uh You know, I've got, all I've got is woods and acres and acres of, of, uh of cow pasture behind the house. So I'm, I'm going, you know, grabbing my chair and taking off, you know, I think, yeah. uh, last Saturday morning I, I went out and just sat for a little bit and I, I really didn't feel like I was I didn't feel like I was gone that long. Uh, right. But when I come back in the house and looked at the clock, it, it had been like two hours and I just felt like I was just out there at, you know, for about 30 minutes. But it, it's sure. amazing when you just get rid of your distractions and go and seek the father. And that's when, that's when you're going to hear that voice and that's when you're going to draw closer to him. And that's when uh, he is going to pour his love and goodness into you. So I encourage everybody, get rid of your distractions. Take that time. Uh, and another thing, uh, the other night, uh, the Lord had me preach on Luke 10 about Mary and Martha. Uh, you know, Martha. <laughs> yeah. Martha talking about, you know, all of this, uh, all of this serving and, oh, I've got to do this and got to do that. And then then Mary's just sitting at his feet, just worshiping. And so many times we're so distracted and that's, we need to, we need to choose as Jesus said, the good part. And, uh, and we need to, we need to just focus on him, get rid of those distractions and, and, and get in that place with him because it's so amazing to have that one-on-one relationship.
0: Yeah, I don't know if, if you caught while I just laughed a minute ago because my the Lord had me preach that at my mother's church. So, guys, when you're listening to this, Casey and I don't sit and go, "Hey, man, what are you preaching?" Because I'm a preach the same thing. No, this is just kingdom normal when it comes to what we preach about. So it's so funny, and that's why I laughed. I don't know if you caught that. But, yeah, um, it, but dude, it's so true. I mean, I'm we're both coming out of man camp where for five days we had no cell phone. There's no, uh, outside music other than our worship times, bro. It just made me realize I need every single month, whether it be a day, two, three hours schedule, um, put in my schedule. This is my alone time with the Lord. I'm going to walk out into this trail by my house and sit on my rocker and, and just chill with God and say, Papa, speak to me. Just speak to me. Yeah. So great. So great.
1: We've kind of been all over the place today. Well, we've been talking about the goodness of God. So, uh, you know, um, gosh, man. So back to, you know, in our last couple of minutes here, back to the youth camp that's coming up, Mm -hmm. uh, Remnant Retreat. Um, Yeah. You know, it is July 22nd through the 24th. Uh, We are uh going to move locations. You know, originally it was going to be at my family's property in Decatur, Tennessee. Um, but with with the overwhelming response that we had are getting, uh um, we're we're feeling led that we need to uh we need to go a different route. So uh should be having some more confirmation on all of that uh very soon. Um but uh God is good. And so yeah it doesn't matter where you live um if your child would like to be a part of this, uh, you can email us at wrestlingforthefaith at gmail.com, and we will get them on the list. Um, and if you would like to uh, support it, uh, you can, you can, uh, you can give through Venmo at wrestling for the faith or on the cash app dollar sign wrestling for the faith. And, uh, we really appreciate it. And, you know, the support has just been overwhelming and we're just so grateful for everything that everybody has done. Uh, and definitely, um, we need prayers that, you know, man, we're praying that this thing is just going to radically transform kids lives. We yeah. won't, what what I see out of this is I see, however many we decide, you know, we got a, a kind of a number, but but we really don't want to exclude anybody. So yeah. what I'm what I'm praying for is these kids are going to come in this camp this summer, and then when they go back to school in the fall, there's going to be massive revivals, and we've got we've got kids from all over. You know, this is not just a Tennessee thing. You know, we've got them, we've got them from a couple of different states so far. So I'm seeing, I'm seeing these kids get set so on fire during this remnant retreat that they're going back in school in the fall and just revival is going to be breaking out in the hallways of the schools. And there's not going to be a devil in hell that can stop it. There's not going to be a, uh, I better not say that. (laughs) <laughs> the, the school board and, and all yeah. those in power are not going to have power over what God is going to do.
0: Right. Right. Dude. And it's just, I want to see a, a, like you said, our, our prayer uh, as we go into this is, is the book of acts where we're training these young girls, young boys, and we have women that's going to work with the girls and men that's going to work with the boys just so we're clear, but we're training these use young girls and young uh, men, young women, young men to turn the world upside down that the gospel is trying to, we see throughout the, the avenues of media throughout the world is trying to be silenced, but just mm-hmm. like the book of Acts, dude, anytime that happened, it, it flourished, it grew, it exploded. And that's what I'm I'm saying. You and I can't go into schools we can't preach the gospel in the schools, but these kids can, they can go in and have small groups within the cafeteria around prayer at the flagpole, whatever it is, dude. And they can share Jesus. They can go in and our goal is to equip and train, equip and train ourselves that these kids are not ashamed of Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross and that he can change every gender problem, every homosexuality problem. These kids are are bound by, by, you know, guilt and identity problems. Brother, my goal and our goal is to train these young men, young women to go out, start to change the world, brother. A remnant rising. Amen. Amen. So
1: everybody be praying for us on that. And uh, like we said, you got any questions, thoughts, comments, praise reports, or prayer requests, gmail.com. We thank you guys for joining us. Be sure to share. Let everybody know about Wrestling for the Faith. God bless you and have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to Wrestling for the Faith. Don't forget to follow Casey Cage on Twitter at Real Casey Cage. Follow Chad Lale on Twitter at CWL underscore gunner. And follow the show at facebook.com slash wrestling for the faith.